Jesus, thank you for tonight and bringing us here. Lord, I'm so excited that we can actually physically gather, and I thank, uh, thank you for everyone here tonight, Lord, and I thank you for everyone connecting in. And Lord, I pray that you bless your word tonight as you're already moving on our hearts in the worship. God, I just feel your presence, and I pray for your spirit now to speak to our hearts, Lord. And I ask for your blessings and your touch. In Jesus' name. Amen. I have here a glove, you can see, right? This is a glove, but this glove uh, is, it may be here in my hand, but my hand is not in the glove. You notice that, right? Without my hand in the glove, it, it, it cannot do many things. Like, for example, the glove cannot stand up. Stand up. It doesn't stand up, right? Or it cannot hold on to things like, hold on to my finger. It didn't hold on to my finger. Or the glove, it cannot pick up anything. Like, pick up the Bible. It's not picking the Bible up, right? So, it cannot do those things I ask it to do. It cannot accomplish what I'm asking it to do. The glove is powerless without what? Without my hand inside the glove, right? But once I put my hand, once I put my hand in the glove, (laughs) once I put my hand in the glove, then suddenly, look, it can stand up. Amazing, right? It can grab onto things. Come on, let go, let go, right? It can pick up things like, my Bible now, right? So with my hand inside the glove, it can now accomplish what I ask it to do. Well, the same goes with believers and God. You and I are like this glove. That's what we are. My hand is like God. Without God, we have no strength. But with God, we can do all things that the Lord asks us to do. And so tonight, as we return to our study in Philippians, Paul writes on how he is able to do and go through all things he faces through God's strength, through God working in him. So tonight, we find the strength for all things. And that's the title of our message, the strength for all things. We're going to be studying just one verse tonight, Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. We're going to focus in on that. We're going to see three things here. Number one, the confidence. Number two, the connection. And number three, the capability. So let's take a look here. Number one in our outline, the confidence. The confidence. Philippians chapter 4, and now take a look with me here now. Verse 13. Verse 13. It says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So we come to a very well-known verse here tonight. Uh, It's one of the most popular verses in the Bible, and we all know it, right? Last time, Paul wrote on what the secret to contentment was. Remember, that was our title of our message that we saw last time. Paul learned to be content in Jesus alone, and he learned to be content in any situation, right? 
Look at verse 12 again. And at the last part of verse 12, it says, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And so we saw that Paul found contentment, whether he had plenty or whether he had not so much, whether he was in abundance, where he was humbled or where he wasn't. You, you, you saw, we saw last time how content he was, and he found it in Jesus Christ. So then as he goes on into verse 13, he, he writes here now in context of what he's been really in, in the sense of what he's been talking about. Actually, these two verses connect. The last section actually connects here, and it's all really one context. Really, this whole last part of the letter is one context. But I've broken it up into smaller parts, and we're going to go deeper here. So we're going to focus in on this one verse, and right now we're going to focus in on the first part. So he connects with, hey, I learned to be content whether I have a lot or not. And then he says here, and look at verse 13 once more. It says, I can do all things. And we'll stop there. Paul begins saying, I can. Now that means to be strong, to have the power, to to be able. And it does not just refer to physical or moral ability, but it's also the ability to endure. Actually, uh, Zoyadis in his Greek dictionary, he actually kind of focuses in on that and leans in on in that fact. Because Paul's saying, whatever the circumstances, I can get through it. So really when he says, and I can, he's talking about the ability to endure and get through any kind of circumstances. See, with verse 12 in mind, Paul's saying, I am completely content whether I have much or whether I have nothing at all. Because I know God will be there for me in what? All things, he says. I can do all things. Uh, Whether I have much or nothing, I can do all things. The word all things, you know what that means? All kinds of things. Of every kind in every possible variety. So Paul has learned God is ever faithful. So whatever the situation, he has the confidence. So he says, I can do all things. Barton in his commentary said, Paul had complete confidence that no matter what the circumstance, Christ would give him the strength to meet it. And that's why he can say with confidence, I can do all things. Which brings us to the point here, our first point. Paul could confidentially handle all of life's ups and downs because he had learned God was always there. Paul could confidently handle all of life's ups and downs because he had learned God was always there. You know, the other day I was surfing out on the west side and and we we were sitting around and it was kind of slow, the waves and swells coming in. And and out of all all the things to talk about, uh, the guys were talking about sharks. (laughs) Pretty funny, right? And one of the guys was telling me that he was over uh, this past season, you know, when the North Swells were coming in. He was surfing at Tavares Bay when everyone suddenly saw this huge tiger shark swim into the lineup. And, uh, and as you can imagine, everyone who, all the surfers who were in the lineup, they just began to paddle in for, sh- for sure, sure right away. And he, he mentioned that he saw the shark actually following these guys going in. Crazy. Isn't it? 
I mean, no worry. Everyone made it to safety. And but this guy was telling me, yeah, and I haven't been there since, you know, surfing over there. And now I'm thinking, whoa, I'm having second thoughts of going over there. But then in this conversation, someone else on a board nearby, um, she she was listening in and she piped in and said, well, I, I'm not so scared when it's crowded in the water for the chances of getting bit goes down with more people around, right? Chances are better. And I kind of laugh because that's what I tell my wife, you know, to reassure, I'll be okay. You know, there's a lot of other guys here, so, you know, there's, you know, chances are I won't get bit. And, 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 you know, that's the confidence that I have when, oh, when everyone's there, when someone else is there, oh, more likely they'll get bit, yeah. No, anyway, but that was the idea. Paul is not so stressed or discontent when troubles come. You know why? Because God's there with him. Paul could confidently handle all of life's ups and downs because he had learned God was always there. And that's something for us to keep in mind. I mean, look back and see how God has been with you so many times. You got through it, right? You were able to do things and and, and be able to overcome things. Why? Because God was there. God showed himself strong, providing for you, protecting you, doing miracles, answering your prayers. You got through it. And that gave you that confidence and that can give you the confidence right now. Now, do you think that will change now? Do you think with what's going on in your life right now that that will change? Will it change tomorrow? Will will, will it change a week from now? No. Is it going to be any different? No. God will continue to be there. And that's what Paul learned. Through everything that he's been through, he has learned this very fact that he can trust God to be there so he can say, you know what? I can do all things, you guys. I can do all things. That's what I've learned. That's what he's been learning in all of this. Have you learned that? Or maybe God's trying to teach you again that very fact. You know what? I've come to the conclusion. I have to be determined to trust God. When those feelings come, when those fears come, when trouble comes, you know what? It's come down to me to make a choice. To make a choice to say, God, I'm going to trust you. God, to make a choice, I'm going to put my faith in your promises. God, I'm going to trust you because I remember you've done this. And I have learned now, God, that you, when you're there, I, I know you will get me through. You will help me. And I don't want what I see, my perspective, to change things. I want to trust in God. Psalm 20, verse 7 says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Amen? So when you do that, when you, when you start looking and remembering what you've learned, what God has done, when you do that, then you will begin to find the strength for all things. Let's go on to number two now, the connection. The connection. We've seen the strength for all things, the confidence, Paul is saying, and now number two, the connection. Look at Philippians 4 once again. In verse 13 it says, I can do all things, and in two words, through Him. And that's all we're going to take in our second section. Now, Paul does not have some can-do attitude. Like he doesn't say, oh, I can do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Like, yeah, it's all on him. That's not what he's saying when he says, I can do all things. No, he adds this here, and this is really 
helping this whole thought here is that I can do all things what? Through Him. His confidence is not in Himself. No. The source of His ability is in Jesus. It's through Him. And when we see through Him, it's Christ. It's Jesus. Now, in the original Greek, it just says through, actually. But we assume with what he's been talking about in a previous passage that it is Jesus. It is Christ. It is God. And that's why I like the, the New King James Version. It says Christ, or here, I think appropriately, uh, the ESV translates through him to help us in context of everything. So Paul has learned, listen, contentment comes when you do things by God's power and not your own resources. It's through him, through Christ. Paul can say all things because his power comes from Jesus himself and not his own strength. Listen what uh, Jesus listen to what Jesus said in John chapter 15:5. He said, I am the vine. You guys know this, right? You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For, and this is the part, apart from me, you can do what? Nothing, right? Nothing. It's only through Jesus that we can accomplish anything. So that's why Paul's like, I can do all things. Why? Why can't he say that so confidently? Not just because he learned it, but because it's through Jesus Christ. And that's what Paul learned. Think about this. Even though he's in jail and facing a possible death, martyrdom here, Jesus gives him the power to keep spreading the gospel. Even though the false teachers have been talking behind his back, putting him down, telling all the people, and he can't do anything about it, Jesus gave him the power to continue to do ministry, to continue to write these letters. I mean, I was thinking about that. I thought, sometimes I feel like giving up huh, when you hear stuff like that. Yeah? Oh, someone putting down your reputation. Putting, you go, oh, forget it then, right? And even though he might not know where his needs are going to come from, how they're going to be met, Jesus gave him the power to not dwell on that, but to be content. Isn't that great to know? No matter what the circumstances might be, Jesus was the source for him of his power to keep going. Now, how does that work? Paul's sitting in prison. He can go church. Yeah? He can go worship. He can gather together with, with the other believers and Christians. Well, the thing is, Jesus is not limited to a location or even a situation. It's not like, oh, only when the situation is good that God gives you that power. No. Jesus lives where? Inside of Paul. So the connection, that's our heading, to the power is on the inside. Listen to a J.B. Phillips. This is how he, he has a, a New Testament translation. And he paraphrases things. But I love how J.B. Phillips translates Philippians 4.13. It's like this. I am ready for anything through the strength of the one who lives within me. I love that. That's what Paul's saying. Through him means connection to Jesus who is inside of him. Take a moment. Turn to the left. Turn over to Galatians chapter 2. Just two books over. If you go over... Uh, to the left, you'll hit Ephesians, and the next, next house you'll hit there is Galatians. And look at Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And we know this verse. 
Paul wrote here, Galatians 2, verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Notice what he says. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I, I who live, but what? Christ who lives where? In me. That's right. Amen. I can hear you. Hear, hear you answer me. Even with one off corner, right? Yeah. But that's all. I, I love that. I, I mean, uh, you know, when we were doing the online stream, or, uh, we were actually at our house, and, and I was talking to the camera. I was like, amen. I can imagine everyone saying, amen. But now I get to hear you guys. I'm blessed. But Christ lives in me. So here's the point. No matter what came upon him, Paul was connected to the power within him. And who's that? Jesus. No matter what came upon him, Paul was connected to the power within him. And that's Jesus. You know, I was thinking about this many years ago, many, many years ago. Um, my computer, it wasn't booting up. It wasn't starting. Yeah. It wasn't coming a- a- alive, you know, like it should be. Nothing was coming on the screen. Yeah. And I turned it on. Well, I figured it was my RAM, the memory chip. You know, that's one of the first things it goes through when it's starting up. So I opened up the case of the machine, opened up the machine, took the screws out. Uh, I took the memory out. I, I reseated it. I plugged it in, started, pushed a button to start the computer. Still nothing. So I, I unplugged it. I took the memory cards out. I had some spare ones, so I tried that. I took the spare ones. I put it into the machine. Uh, uh, plugged it back in, you knew unpl- you would unplug it because you don't want to get shocked, right? So plugged it back in, pressed the button, st- it started up, and guess what? It worked! So I figured, oh, something wrong with the memory chips there, the memory cards. So I unplugged the machine, put everything, you know, um, made sure the cards were seated, put the cover on, put everything back together, and, and, and then I, I pressed the button, nothing. I'm like, what? Nothing. I'm like, oh man. So I took everything apart again, unscrewed the, the cover, took the screws out, took the cover off, took everything apart, changed back to the old memory thinking, oh, maybe it was still okay. Pushed the button, still nothing. And then I kept looking, going, what is going on? And then I realized I forgot to plug the power in <laughs> this whole time. Yeah, it was working, but I forgot to put the plug in and so here I go put the spare memory in put everything back on that up this time put the plug in back in put it plugged into the power right in the wall turned it on and there it was well we understand that right no connection no power no connection to the wall out there no power well that's the same thing but if you're connected to the power if you have the connection then you have the power. And that's what Paul is saying. Paul was plugged into the power of Jesus. He had the connection right there within. No matter what came upon him, Paul was connected to the power within him, and that's Jesus. Are you, quote unquote, plugged in? Do you have that connection to Jesus? Listen, like this bad memory chip in my computer, that computer part, that can break. There's things that can break the circuit. In the same way, like sin can disconnect you from that power.
power source in Jesus. Disobedience can break that circuit and not give you that power you need. Not being in the Word can do that. Not being in prayer or, or you know what, even thinking that you can do it on your own. How about that? That can break that connection too. Or, 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 or trying to handle things on your own, right? No, I get them, Lord. I can do it. That can break that connection. But God wants us to be connected to Him. And Jesus is right there. Our connection to Jesus through the Word, through prayer, through our obedience, to walking with Him, to being in our, a fellowship with Him, that's that connection. Going to Him, seeking Him for help, that's that connection. And God wants to be your connection. God wants to help you in all of your situations. Listen to what A.W. Tozer once said. God is looking for people through whom He can do the impossible. What a pity that we plan only the things we can do by ourselves. Pretty heavy there. Does that describe you? What's well, now time to get back to God, to get the connection, be connected to Jesus. And you know what? When you're connected to Jesus, then you'll find the strength for all things. Let's go on now to number three. The capability, the capability. We have the confidence, the connection. And number three, the capability. In the last part of verse 13 now, he says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Last three words, who strengthens me. Okay, so Paul puts his confidence in God that he will always be there. Paul And Paul's source of power is that connection within through Jesus Christ. And so with that comes this incredible power where God literally strengthens Paul. The word strengthen here means to be made strong, to be equipped with power, to be empowered. It is to, be, it is to have adequate strength to tackle problems, situation, whether good or bad, whatever it is, to walk right in obedience with God. It is in his strength now, it is not short of any supply that's needed. It's everything you need. It's adequate. Paul learned that God gives more than enough strength to help you. And that is why, listen, he can be content. No matter what the situation is, he knows God's strength is enough for him. And whatever trouble comes away, he can get through it no matter what. You know, remember in uh, 2 Corinthians 12, and you can read this later, Paul was struggling with that thorn in the flesh, remember. And he asked God to remove it. Three times he asked God. But the Lord said in 2 Corinthians 12, 9-10, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul said, Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And then listen to verse 10. For the sake of Christ, then, Paul says this, I am content. Isn't that interesting? I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. Why is that? Well, he says in verse 10, For when I am weak, then I am strong. You see, Paul sees that in his weaknesses, he finds how strong God is. And in his weaknesses, it's the ability that's given to him to get through these times. It's adequate. It's, it, it, he's capable. This is the capacity of strength 
needed for any challenge God empowers him with. On this verse, MacArthur wrote this, He could overcome the most dire physical difficulties because of the inner spiritual strength God had given him. So no wonder he says, I can do all things, right? Any calamity, any persecutions, anything that comes his way. And, and even the challenges, right, we talked about last time, even, even if you, you have a lot, sometimes those a lot things, times, you know, you kind of get distracted from God. But even there, Paul has the strength to be just content, stay on the path, be obedient with God. Well, this brings us to our last point. And this is that Paul learned that God's strength is more than adequate to the need. Paul learned that God's strength is more than adequate to the need. A few years back, uh, a square table arrived from Amazon at our house, and I'd ordered it, this uh, kind of wooden card table size, so that our family could sit around it and do puzzles, which we like to do during the holidays. So we call it our puzzle table. Well, when it arrived and I unboxed it, all the parts I took out and laid it all out. I don't know what you guys do, but I kind of lay it out, make sure we get everything right. And, and, and I was getting it ready to put together. And then I noticed that along with all the little bolts and nuts and, uh, you know, the screws and stuff and everything that was needed and all the wood pieces and everything, along with that, I noticed it came with the tools. I didn't even need, it, need to go to the garage and get my tools. It was all right there provided for, to, for uh, you know, turning the, a little tiny wrench for the nuts and an Allen wrench for the screws. Everything I needed to put the table together was already provided. And that's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying everything you need, all the strength that's required for you in your time of need, is right there God gives. And Paul learned that God's strength is more than adequate to the need. If anything, you know what? It's better to be weak. It's better to be in need because, you know what? When we try and think we can do it, we usually mess things up. But it's better to be in need because why? When we're weak, what? We're strong. God's strength comes in and his strength and his empowering will give us that full strength to get what's needed done. Let Jesus be your strength tonight. When Jesus steps in, remember, there's no difficulty. He can get it all done. When, when you learn to give in, you know, um, and, and to give God that control and let, be connected to Him, let Him strengthen you, that's where we can accomplish everything. That's where we're like the glove, right? We're, we're like that glove. We're, when God fills us, we can do everything God wants us to do. I'll tell you, a lot of times what happens is our knee-jerk reaction is, I can't do that. No, I don't want to do it. Oh, I don't want to go there. God calls you to do something. What is your first reaction? No. No. Because we look at our own selves. We look at our own abilities and our our own weaknesses. But what is God saying here? What is Paul saying here? He's saying, I can do all things through him, through Christ, who strengthens me. Say that with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
Say it one more time. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, are you facing difficulties right now? Then you say this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Say it with me. If challenges come at work, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Maybe you're struggling with some health issues or some things like that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Maybe there's problems in some relationships or marriages. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Maybe you're having a hard time with this new normal and, you know, what's in the future with, oh, you know, we're coming out of it and the virus and all this. And maybe it's even hard to go out because, oh, are we sure? Are we sure it's gone? Are we sure we can do this? Or what if it flares up again? How can I go out? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And maybe tonight you're going through a very severe trial. Maybe there's, you're being overwhelmed right now and you don't know how you can, you can face another day. What do you say? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, one of my favorite quotes from, oh, by the way, you guys did a very good job. I applaud you. One of my favorite quotes from uh, uh, Philip Brooks is, um, is this. Do not pray for easy lives. Pray to be a stronger person. Do not pray for tasks equal to your powers, but pray for powers equal to your tasks. I love that. It always ministers to my heart. Because me, uh, I'm, I'm more like, oh, God, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. You know, take away the problem. I can't do it. But what Philip Brooks is saying, pray for strength, yeah, to be equal to the problems that you think you can't do. And that's the attitude we should have. That's the approach. That's the all things that we can do through Christ who strengthens me. I want you to turn to one last scripture. Turn to Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40. If you need to look that up in the table of context, you can. But Isaiah chapter 40. And we're going to look at verses 28 through 31. Isaiah chapter 40. 40 as we finish up here. Isaiah chapter 40. And it's the end here of the chapter. Isaiah chapter 40, beginning at verse 28. It says, Have ye not known? Have ye not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Verse 29, Isaiah 40. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Verse 30. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. Verse 31. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen? This is what we're talking about. God's strength. And what does it mean to wait upon the Lord? It says, wait on the Lord. What does that mean? You know what that means? It means to, to not make a move in your own will. 
Do not take things into your own hands. Do not resort to your own strength. It means to wait. You know why? Because you trust God. It, to wait on the Lord, it means to wait and surrender to His will. It means to wait in dependence upon God to give you His strength. It means to wait in confidence that God will give you the direction and the go-ahead when He says so. It means to wait being content in whatever God's plan is. That's what it means. It means to sit before God. You know, many times I just wait upon the Lord because I say, Lord, I cannot do it. And I need your strength. I want to be connected. I want to be the branch connected to the vine. And I know I need to, to bring my thoughts and my trust and my faith to you, God. And I need your presence in my life. That's what it means to wait upon the Lord. And it's knowing it's not you, but it's God who is doing and going to do all the work. It's his power. I'll close with this story. Robert Morrison is considered to be the first missionary sent to China in 1807. When he was disembarking his ship in in the Chinese port there in China, the captain sarcastically said, so you think you're going to make an impression upon China? Well, Morrison, this missionary, humbly replied, no, sir, but I believe God will. I love that. That's the attitude. That's the perspective. That's how you and I can have the strength for all things. Let's pray. Lord, we ask for your strength, God. We ask for your guidance. God, we ask that we would connect, be connected to you, that we may have that confidence, Lord, that we may have the capacity to do the things you ask us to do, to make it through the things we're going through. Lord, whatever challenge, whatever calamities, whatever trial, whatever troubles, Lord, God, we ask for your strength right now. And we know, God, as we look back and what we have learned and what we have seen, that you have been there for us every time, Lord. Every time. When we called out to you, you were there. When we asked for healing, you healed us, God. When you, we asked for provision, protection, you've been there, God. And Lord, many, though many times it's been according to your will and your timing, God, you have ever, ever, always been faithful to us. And so, God, continue to be faithful to us now. And so, Lord, I I pray for anyone here in this room, anyone who's connected with us right now, anyone who will listen in afterwards, Lord, that by your Spirit, you would empower us and fill us right now. That by your Spirit, you would strengthen us. And whatever those things are facing, we give up to you, Lord. We submit to whatever your plan is. We surrender to your timing. But, Lord, help us, God, to be patient and to endure And then we ask for your spirit to come in right now and help us to have that connection to you, Jesus, who lives right inside of us. And so, God, we want to say in faith with Paul, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In Jesus' name, amen.